Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground, Real Estate Insights from Eisner Amper. I'm your host today, Yumna Asad, Director at Eisner Amper, and with us today is Nevio Masser, the CEO of Masser Companies and co-founder and chairman of the company's private equity business, Masser Capital, and Jim Farris, the CEO of Masser Capital. You are joining us for part two of our two-part series with Masser. Today, Jim will discuss how the company has changed and adapted his market outlook and why he's such a strong advocate for preserving the quality of affordable housing. Jim and Nevue, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Jim, I will primarily be directing my questions to you. Nevue, please feel free to chime in as we would love to hear your insight and perspective as well. Jim, we know Mosser has some very deep roots as a company. Can you please introduce yourself and talk about the history of Mosser Capital, as well as your experience with workforce housing investment? Yes, thank you, Yumna, and thank you for having us on. I'm Jim Ferris, the CEO of Mosser Capital, and I have 20 years, roughly, of experience in residential real estate. I started the first 10 years of my career on the mortgage brokerage side. And in the last 10 years, after I started Monster Capital with Nevio, been focused on urban workforce housing. During that time, we've invested and acquired over 100 properties and invested over $750 million of equity on behalf of our investment partners. Where do you see the real estate market headed in the next 10 years? And what role will Monster Capital play? Well, it's clear that the Biden administration is pro-housing. It's going to do everything that it can to keep interest rates low. And in turn, I think that housing prices will continue to be out of reach for most citizens, primarily the younger population. So a lot of our future demographic of tenants. Um, over the next few years, as COVID subsides, I, I, I think that we'll see gateway cities that will once again thrive as uh, 24-hour cities and, and they'll propel, that will propel a large run-up in rents from the bottom that was reached last winter. In addition, institutional investors that have been focused on multifamily as an alternative asset class within real estate are are refocusing on multifamily as a strategy and looking for niche strategies within multifamily to invest. So our view is that the, the broader housing theme of investments will continue to increase and Themes such as workforce and affordable housing will increase as a percentage of overall real estate investing. Jim, over the past 18 months, COVID has had significant impact on the real estate market and specifically the residential rental market. Can you touch upon the effect that COVID had on your properties in the Bay Area and Los Angeles and also on the market overall in that geographic location? Being in San Francisco Bay Area in Los Angeles and focused on urban infill locations, we were at the epicenter of COVID and the effects that it had on our not only our residents, but also our the communities that we invest in. Um, we we have fortunate we experienced historical lows in occupancy and historical drops in rent growth, and you know the market seemed to bottom out in the at the end of last year of 2020, and we've seen improvement in leasing activity and rental rates since January of 2021. Now that the eviction moratorium has ended officially in California, and that coincided with the ending of additional employment ba- employment benefits, the factors of 
how how our city is going to reactivate, what's going to happen to housing prices, and how we're going to continue to do make our best effort to keep existing residents in their houses is really at the forefront of what we're focusing on. And can you specifically share with us your experience and provide some relative perspective regarding your existing residents and existing investment and also your future investments? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Nevio chime in on our residents as he's the CEO of our operating business and is really kind of the face of the franchise in regards to being in front of those residents. But as far as our existing investments and future investments, you know, we really had a, had a strategy focused around urban infill being in immediate proximity to job centers and to public transportation. And what COVID has done and kind of this world of remote work has done is now that employees are not necessarily going to have to be in the office five days a week, maybe it'll be two to three days. We're still focused on locations where we believe that people want to live regardless of where they need to go to work. But we're also considering and have expanded significantly that range of geographic range that we're investing in. So, you know, whereas before we wanted to be kind of within a 10 to 15 minute bus ride or walk to the office. Now, if someone doesn't need to go there only two to three days a week, that has uh, opened up the range of properties that we feel are very, very viable investments going forward. An additional change that we've mentioned that we've done and incorporated is we're really leveraging um the ability to invest in in our cottage industry, which is these smaller multifamily properties. So we've gotten even more granular and expect to going forward investing in even smaller assets and and we're able to to operate and invest in them successfully, not only through our own experience and the knowledge that we've accumulated, but also with some of the interesting technologies that we'll touch on later as well. Nevu, and on the current residents, how would you, uh, what would you say about the experience with the existing residents? Having been in the industry for over 37 years, I've seen many down cycles and I've seen many tragic events that have happened to our industry and to the communities that we serve, but I've never seen any, just like many others or most others, anything uh, like what we've experienced with COVID. Um, for us, uh, we provide an essential service uh, throughout California. And in, with that in mind, we actually worked harder and uh, never stopped uh, working or working from home during the pandemic. It was, uh, as a company, we took, uh, we worked hard together on trying to figure out how we can deliver more to our tenants at this time of need. Um, and as Jim mentioned, as we've come out of the eviction moratorium, it's, and as we've continued to do throughout this process is how do we keep people uh, housed? It's, and how do we go ahead and assist our, our clients and our, and or our tenants in maintaining their, their housing? And that's something that we uh, ascribe, to, subscribe to and aspire to perfect uh, throughout this process. How do the governing values of the operational side of the business translate into Mosser Capital Investment Strategy? And Jim, how are you a proponent of delivering even more workforce and affordable housing in California? Yeah, thank you, Yumna. And I, I love that question because the governing values of investing in underserved communities and improving them is one of the many core values that Mosser and Mosser Capital share. As Nevio mentioned, Mosser has been active in ESG and specifically DEI for decades. And I think it's 
very rewarding to both of us to be able to bring these values into greater scale with Monster Capital. In regards to delivering and improving the quality of workforce housing, that is one of Monster Capital's primary goals. And, you know, the way that we do that is we significantly improve the properties that we invest in and we provide a higher quality of housing for all of the more affordable residents who, who will stay with us, as well as providing a quality opportunity for housing for a lot of the essential workers that need quality, affordable housing as they come into these locations. Our efforts in working with the communities that we're in, the political stakeholders in California, um, have been significant over the years and will continue to leverage those relationships to help combine our efforts and develop successful programs to build new affordable housing and to convert existing market rate housing or NOAA to true deed-restricted affordable housing going forward. That's really great to hear. Thank you, Jim. In addition to that, I've heard you talk about bringing innovation and technology into your business to give it a competitive edge. I know you'll be talking more in depth about innovation during our December 1st webinar, but could you please tell us briefly, how do you grade yourself on that curve and comment on how that affects your performance? I think that myself and Nebio are probably the hardest graders in ourselves than anyone. But I will say that at Mosser, we have the unique opportunity to leverage a lot of these new technologies that are coming out in the real estate space, specifically in multifamily. Since we are fully vertically integrated, we touch every aspect of the operating, property management, accounting, acquisitions, investor relations, reporting. We're, we're, we're very fortunate that we are touching all of those aspects and we have key insights and, and we're able to see many, many points in that process that can be improved by the use of technology. I would say at Mosser and in the Mosser platform, we've been a leader in the use of technology. We work with companies, new companies that are in beta alpha stages. We help do product development for folks that are looking to create a solution for multifamily operators and investors. Two of the things that we're focused on currently are the leasing and marketing. If you combine those two aspects, that's one focus that we're, that COVID, that what happened with COVID and, and the old style and the old ways of leasing apartments were no longer viable. So we really had to fo- dig in and, and leverage any technology that was available. And we've been consistent in our approach and continuing to leverage those technologies going forward. Um, additionally, data analytics and portfolio management and having transparency into our portfolio are very, very key to how we plan to scale. And um, so I think uh, I'll speak for Nebio and myself. I think we're both very excited about the use of technology within our platform and and our position and ability to um, to leverage those technologies. We're also really excited for our next webinar with Eisner Ampner, which is going to include several key leaders that are focused on innovating specifically in the housing side and and looking to solve the affordable housing problem through the use of scalable technologies. That's great, Jim. We are looking forward to hearing more uh, about innovation from you. Jim and Nevue, thank you again for your time today. This has been great. And thank you for your insight and sharing, you know, your experience, uh, Master Capital experience and what you bring to the community has been really impressive, you know, and, you know, servicing the workforce housing, affordable housing is very, very rewarding and much needed, especially in the state of California. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Breaking Ground. Please join us again for our next podcast episode or visit eisneramper.com slash real estate for more real estate news.